0: the Cosmic Salon and I have a very intriguing guest this evening with me a friend of mine for several years now out in the sphere and we have gone on a wild ride and anyone that is in the sphere of C.W. Chanter has been on a wild ride. This is the man the myth and the legend and so I wanted to bring him on and get a little bit Dark and Dirty with CW and move into, <laughs> move into, <laughs> maybe we'll get gothy.
1: It helps, right? You know what I mean? It goes along with the dark, the, the dark and dirty. Right? Absolutely.
0: It I mean, come on now. I'm going to light up a clove.
1: <laughs> listen, Hey, listen, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so CW, it's a great pleasure to have you on the Cosmic Salon. You've been on the shows with Jerry and I, and yeah, you have long...
1: Is, I was like one of the first guests, you right? Were,
0: well, you were certainly in there. But when you came on, and you told us this, that had the Nox Mente only just began when you came on, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I that, that was like, that was like when you, like, that was like when you, like, were, like, it was like friends and family. It was, like, just
0: beginning. <laughs> yes. Oh God, what a ride! But I, I want to, I want to let people know. Come.
1: I was like, I'm now. I'm like proud. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like one of the first ones. Now I'm like in rarefied company.
0: Oh yeah, this is you're in you're in good company for sure. This is a real treat, and I've had you on my agenda, and it's just it's a matter of when you pop up. And I'm like, oh yes, I'm going to ask right now. And so I struck right when the inspiration was there, and you happened to be. Well, you received it. Uh, It didn't matter at the moment, but I just needed to make sure I got it out. So I'm so thrilled that we're going to have this uh, open conversation. You are seriously an intriguing person and there's a lot of fun always around you. I've Always enjoyed how whip-smart you are, how well-rounded with pop culture you are. You do some amazing shows, which are the looping, the 20-year loops, and your knowledge of music, and I mean truly of music, of the realm of music, is up there. I don't want to totally crown you, but you have a deep catalog of knowledge and not just knowledge of songs, but you get down into the nitty gritty of it all. And so that's always been something I love. And then there's a a side of you that uh, sometimes, you know, you can trigger me. And you're not doing your job unless you're triggering someone somewhere. And so there are times when you're debunking stuff. I'm like, oh, God, CW's debunking again. Those have been fun to watch because you've been on a wild ride with some people that needed to be debunked, frankly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have absolutely been in the mix of some people that needed to be brought brought to to the the light light, to to be be seen for what what they they are. are. So that's been a great public service. But all of this, while people watching and being part of your audience got to be part of your life in a way, we've, we've encountered a lot of hardships you've gone through. You have included us in on some of that stuff. Not, I'm sure not all the straight-up nitty-gritty, but you have included your community in these uh, trials. Oh,
1: it, if I left you out of any nitty-gritty... Um, It was because I must have been blackout something (laughs) because if there was any nitty gritty, I I left out. (laughs) Holy. Well, I must be a real scandalous individual. The criminal, you know, the criminal (laughs) justice system must have missed me.
0: (laughs) Well, and here's the beautiful thing is that at some point you just decided to finally get change your life and rearrange things in a big way and and stick with it and so here you are so with that though i officially welcome to the cosmic salon cw chanter
1: well you know listen I'm, I'm very happy to be here it's a different context you know last time we had this sort of conversation it was bad well god we're going back years i mean <laughs> i know when we Talk about this. We're talking about my channel started on YouTube in 2015 on my, around my 40th birthday. That's going. We were saying we got used to saying five years ago. Yes. Then we had to say six years ago, and pretty soon we're going to be starting saying seven years ago. Boy, <laughs> right. And then we started to. Then you guys came along. Noxmente started after me. Yes. And you guys are. Then th- that was five years ago at some point, right?
0: Yeah, I think. And, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And look. It's cliche to be like, oh, no, 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 I love you. But Niche, you know, I wish I had known as much about you as I know now back when I first talked to you uh, when we did Nox Mente because – all the things you said about me we talked about the, the goth stuff and the clove jokes my god it's a goth renaissance out here I feel like everyone decided like we all be- became embarrassed we all forgot like we were the only people that lived through 1993 through 97 we all put our stuff away and then we all woke up and realized wait I'm not the only one that went through those years because it seems like we're all coming out of the closet yes. it's insane what's going on the renaissance that's out here um, but as far as (laughs) The music that I've seen you stuff, and we jammed on some stuff over the years. I think we had a we had a track or two that we worked on. Yes, so there's a lot of praise that I want to throw, you know, back on, you know, you. And there's been a lot of yeah, but everything that you said, thank you so much for acknowledging and and seeing stuff. You know, what, what can I say? It has been a wild and crazy, you know, ride. YouTube, the internet, it's been an alchemical process. I. Jumped in with both feet, having no idea, <laughs> being a reckless individual, being a wild and crazy Leo. You said those things. We talked about praise. You talked about the things that, oh, I'm debunking and, and having to listen to me and driving you up the wall. <laughs> Sister, <laughs> if you think that you that it the it doesn't go love and hate ain't a two way street. Oh yeah. If yep. you don't think that I don't look at your Twitter feed and there <laughs> haven't been times where I haven't been like I'm gonna have to. Ooh, Lord, and you know, believe you maybe, but that's the thing, right? Yes, yes. You know, we gotta. It's you know, hey it's like a Bible quote. It's like, as you know, steel is tested by steel as iron is tested by iron. I'm abusing the quote, but you know, so human is tested by fellow fellow human. We are, we have to expose ourselves to the ideas and the concepts that. we can't stand (laughs) Um, some, you know, sometimes because that's how we're going to get to the, to the best us, uh, though it might drive us, you know, bonkers. Yes. And, um, I had a, I had a, a guy that I encountered once who said, the people that drive you crazy, the people that absolutely drive you up the wall, he goes, just think of them as spiritual sandpaper.
0: <laughs> just
1: rubbing you smooth. You know, just rubbing you absolutely smooth. And, you know, you can, you can try to engage in that. You know, you can try to engage with people like that. It ain't going to be easy, right? But yes. you can try. It's amazing the way things come together.
0: So here's the thing, CW. I want to get a little bit spiritual and i know you're an atheist and i actually don't know a huge amount about your upbringing with religion i know that there's some jewish in there i think that you're like mixed with religion and what you brought catholicism and in, in jewish isn't that your your mother and your father
1: yeah my my mother was a is a is a, was a baptist mm-hmm. she's a Puerto Rican Baptist, and my my father was a uh, an Eastern uh, Russian Jew. Yes. Um. So, but the primary influence in the household was was Jewish and and Christian. Um. Yeah. To to a degree, you know. Yeah, it was weird.
0: But that's a. But that's I think explored, it's you know, complex and it. Well, it created you, and you are a brilliant person. Whatever anyone can say out there about you, and people say things about you because CW's out there. But you are they brilliant. Say more. They, well, this is. I love that Leo. That you are brilliant, and the way in which you synthesize information is not only funny, but it's relevant and it can be hard hitting and cutting and sharp. You've got a sharp tongue and you do it in a way. And this is where I really, really appreciate your abilities in communication is you do it in a way. Oftentimes there's a lot of irony and definitely you serve laughs with some hard hitting stuff. I think this is brilliant. This was one of the things I really liked whether or not you like him or not, uh, uh, with Carlin, George Carlin. He serves some laughs with some hard-hitting, sharp, sharp-tongued sharp stuff.
1: Right. Well,
0: thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's It's always been, I've always said, I thought that was a direction I thought, I always, I think you could do well in that direction. So let's get into this idea of, What the fuck is going on? And I'm not talking about the drama du jour's. I'm talking (laughs) about, and and this is going to be interesting because of, and this is why we brought up your mother and your father and then you being an atheist. So if we're looking at everything, so that the New Agers and the Christians are really having a heyday because there's a lot of signs and stuff like that going on. And I have my own take, as you know. I want to circle back this is a testament to allowance of freedom of thought and speech is that you and I are friends and we stand really quite in far different, you know, politically, we're we're almost in different places. <laughs> and I appreciate this. I am an inclusive person in my life. And I listen to people that don't Have to echo anything I say. I listen to crazy stuff. And I mean, that includes some crazy. You listen to crazy stuff. (laughs) I've seen your Twitter feed and I've listened to your output. You are crazy stuff. Thank you, you, darling. You and
1: that Jerry guy. (laughs) Oh my, jeez, please, this one.
0: And so, and that's what I'm saying is that there is this I value. The contrast. I value the other voices. It's when people start getting really nasty towards each other. I'm not that person. I'm not gonna go. And and without love, right? That's a thing I value. So I, I'm so glad that we've always had that between us. You seem to offer that up to people anyway. You you say it in your streams. You're always sending out the love bombs. I think this is a beautiful quality in UCW. Whether people think that's sarcastic or not, I think you're actually being yeah. honest when you send when you send those out. I love you for your thoughts and all this. I totally disagree. That kind of stuff, those mess that messaging you put out That's a good. That's a good message in the collective. So, all that, all that said, let's talk about what's going on. So, can we agree that something bigger is happening in the realm?
1: Well, you know, something big is always happening in the realm. You know,
0: yes, this is true. At any point
1: in activity, you know, at any point in human history, I feel like there's always you know, something going down. There's always like, if, you know, th- at any point, there's there's always some development in the game.
0: And but when this I say is the large game, scale, like, CW. This is shown to be very kind of cohesive in large scale if you just look at the world lockdown. Right. So look,
1: we might be at one of those points of divergence in our opinion. Yes. Right? It's one of those, when nine eleven occurred, One of the themes that first bifurcated was, remember, my hop, lie hop, let it happen, made it happen. Mm -hmm. Was the U.S. government directly complicit or was it just some sort of act of ignorance? Did they let it happen or did they make it happen? Right. And when we talk about these notions of the Illuminati, the cabal, is there some sort of organizational structure that is manifesting and manipulating change in order to get some sort of specific agenda to occur and can people act or be organized to change or fight against it or like William Burroughs evolved and changed and believed at the end has control just kind of escaped any sort of Illuminati and cabal cabal any sort of structure? Meaning that control is just its own entity. It's there's no no one's behind the wheel, and that that's kind of what I believe. I don't believe that there's any sort of organization. I don't believe in a cabal or an Illuminati. I don't believe in an organizational structure. Yeah. I don't. You know. I believe that that if there is, if the human species has a collective unconscious, if it's got a id, right, a collective id, or a collective reptilian brain, that that collective reptilian brain at its most base, or most primal, or maybe evil, if we're going to use that term, might be Illuminati, or might have what, be the most solid representation of a cabal. But even then, it's not like it's got a thing like a leader or a power structure or anything that can be dismantled or pointed to in my belief, in my understanding of the world, right? But that doesn't necessarily, so I, you know what I mean? It's just it's just the way that, that, that I've, I've come to, to see things. So that's where I'm at. So we might find ourselves and say if I'm here and you're there what are we to make of the conversation next how do we how are we to understand maybe we are left to say well are we to try and convince each other of each other's positions are we to try and say how to try and figure out how do we how do we how do we work with each other if if I'm over here and you're over there what are the points that we have that we can agree still exist I don't know
0: well, here's where I want to go with it. I'm not one of these people that thinks there's an actual cabal of of humans, and I'm and let me let me clear let me clarify this. So we all know. I think it that the the Corey stuff, and you may not have be able to comment, but and I don't want to go down that road. By the way, I I just think he's full of shit. I think it's all bullshit. And the, the David stuff is in there. And all of that kind of stuff, I'm not on board with that. In fact, I applauded everyone that was bringing light to all that because it was taking a lot of people down some very dark pay-to-play roads. And where I'm coming at is, is it possible that there is something that is cohesive happening, but these are non Human and this that is nebulous, right? Non human, that it's not a corporal situation. That there might be something energetically that is actually representing what people want to hear in the physical realm call the cabal or the shadow hand. And that through the laws of, say, the chaos universe, there is energetics that are at play. And they're cohesive in what their intent is, what their narrative is, what their arc is, because as the physical realm is playing out with a lot of strange stuff, and I do think that in my life, I have never seen anything like this. We are in a whole new territory now. We are in... So like all the Seventh-day Adventists must be thrilled because all of a sudden there has been some crazy shit going down and there continues to be crazy shit and people continue to be presenting or expressing in crazier ways and more, um, the anger levels are higher. The, you know, I'm calling it contents under pressure. And what I see though, is that there is some sort of cohesion with it. I don't think humans do this to each other. I really don't. I, at the level at which I I consider some of the stuff that I call evil it, um, is, is just so beyond um, comprehension sometimes that I think it is something non-physical. Where did you land with this whole non-physical thing, though? Because that does kind of bring in a little bit of what well, takes us out of the the physical realm and a lot of atheists live within that paradigm
1: well you know when you, when you talk about you know when I when I speak about atheism number one specifically I'm talking about just the notion of a of a of the creator god or a, a personality god that is you know controlling or created the universe like we think of the god of the bible or of the quran or you know of the bhagavad gita you know some sort of divine personality so you know I don't you know, necessarily think that there might not be other entities or other things that exist, and, and that you might these energetic and ent- entities. I might not have the same conception of them that you do, but you know, this language that I was using of the collective unconscious, and and maybe that this collective unconscious we might have an understanding of. Uh, an analogous Freudian language of a collective id or ego or superego, and maybe an, an aspect of this collective reptilian uh, uh, id uh, being uh, maybe an aspect of this thing that I'm describing may be analogous in some way to some of these energetic manifestations or might have the uh, empirically may. Um manifest or um uh, result in uh, the manifestation of of these phenomena, epiphenomena of these things that do things to people that you don't think that people would do to each other. um, so maybe you know what is you know what is evil? I mean, what is psychopathy? I mean things things happen, you know, you know we we hear. Terrible, terrible tales of human suffering. We we hear these things, and and you know we and and the mind you know does boggle. Um, so I don't know, but we may have uh, some some ability to understand um, uh, each other um, when we talk about these things like the signs and the Seventh Day Adventists, We I, I do want to say also that we must remember that. You know, if we look throughout human history, not to be, you know, devil's advocate to borrow a term, but there will always be, people have always seen these signs manifesting. If you look at World War II, if we look at, at the founding of the state of Israel, Seventh-day Adventists, uh, 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 millennia, Millennials, you know, they've always had opportunities to say, Jesus is coming back. You have to remember that in the days of Paul, they thought that Jesus was coming back. In the Byzantine Empire... They were preparing for the return of Jesus. They were—they've always been waiting for the end of days in the Roman Empire. They're waiting, you know, they were—you know—they so signs have always been, you know, manifest. And humans don't do this to each other. Read Han Arendt, Read the banality of evil. Reflect on the actions of of regular duty soldiers during World War II.
0: Yes, of course. Look at the
1: actions of Unit One Eight Seven look at the, the the rape of nanking these were japanese conscripts these were not specially trained shock troops the rape of nanking happened by japanese farm boys okay they were not indoctrinated this is the banality of evil is under normative conditions slightly skewed humans will return to animal. Why? I don't know. And to turn to the energetic, to turn, whether we turn to the language of the energetic, whether we turn to the language of the demonic or the exorcism mm. as poetry, or whether we turn to it as a metaphor or the return to it as, um, spiritual explanation. I, what can I tell you? Uh, I don't feel that I need to say that it requires a demonic or angelic intervention to make man divine or demonic. I I, I really think that we have this capability within ourselves. Uh, but like I said, you know, I'm willing to have the discussion and I'm willing to, to, you know, broker the conversation and and wonder and with an open mind, you know, um, you know, to to, to 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 probe the issue.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I seek out conversations. I'm not looking for people that agree with me. And so one of the things, I'm deeply steeped in the Jungian universe. Right. I'm not in love with a lot of Jungians, and I feel a lot of them have not actually read the works of Jung, and they've read the works of other unions, And I feel like, A lot of people that may have read that you have to read all the works to become a Jungian. You have to go through analysis and all that. However, to be like true blue stamped on your ass. But I have read all the works of Jung, including and up to the black books. I have steeped myself into this for decades. I was very young when I was introduced to it all. Right. Have you
1: ever read Jung?
0: on weed oh, dude of this way the thing is and this is why i have such a harsh opinion on a lot of unions that you know drive jags and are hoas and charge a million dollars an hour and they're a hot mess and all this i have that that is that whole weird stereotype thing and What I'm, so I first and foremost, my first filter with things is through that lens. It's just kind of where I am comfortable. So the collective leanings certainly weigh a lot on me and the ability of a single point human consciousness to have such nuance that we actually cannot grasp it. Like there are no words for it, that it it is that it's that vast and that magical and that beautiful. And so I'm not saying that humans aren't capable of doing bad things to other humans. There are examples happening right now all over and always have been just like you said, always have been what I am noticing though is that in my life, and I'm a little bit older than you, but we're both, I think, Gen X. And so what I have noticed is that this is a different flavor. And I, when I was trying to look at this, now, you know, I have my psychic side. And so I knew this was all I'd been talking about it. I've made videos. I've got timestamp. Everything's out there. And so I don't need to puff it up. But I knew this was coming, and I said it was coming. And I... And um, even when stuff comes through and you get the validation from the collective that what you said is happening, that doesn't right. make living through it any less intense. And the thing that I'm noticing is that the, the scope of what's going on, Ben, is so gigantic that in my lifetime, I never saw this. I never saw this kind of scope of action going on at the same time. And it feels coordinated to me. And so yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Do I think where the world's going to end or anything like that? No, I'm not, I'm not a nihilist either. And so I don't think, I think this is part of, I actually, cause this is where I get spiritual and this is may, maybe where I lose you, but I do think we are going through some sort of great awakening within the idea of consciousness as to the realm and as to people's, Positions within the realm and power over and how do we address these things that we're seeing? Because at this point, you wake up and you, you come into this realm as a baby, get slapped on the ass. If you're having a good life, your parents take care of you till you're 18 and then you're off to do what it is you're going to do. But you better pay your bills. You better, you better pay your taxes. You, you know, you've got a sort of parameter societally to, fit into. Otherwise, it starts to get very severe. It starts to get very nasty. And those realities start to play out. You don't pay your taxes, they're going to take your house. You don't pay your taxes, they'll they'll send you in jail. If you don't pay your parking tickets, they will put you in jail. And this kind of thing. Now, I understand that we need to have social functioning to get along. And I agree. I like nice roads too. And you know, all this. Do I have nice roads around me? No. But do we get taxed? Yes. And so what I'm saying here is something else is going on. There's something different in the realm, CW. I don't have a solid answer for it, but I don't actually really truly think that it's humans. I think that humans are being manipulated. Do we want to call it archonic? Sure. We can call it demons. We can call it whatever we want, but I do think that something bigger outside of the scope of our perception within the the realm of what we consider reality is happening and unfolding and the good side is we're becoming aware in a different way than we were say prior to all of this stuff that's gone on in the last two years
1: yeah but how would you know because you were born right like me i was born in 1975 right so i was born in this world they just had they had come up with the computers, right? And I was born and they had the antennas on the TV still with the bunny ears. And then I was born and they had the, then they came they started doing the cable TVs and then they the, the internets and the computers and now they can make the flip phones and they, I had the, the beeper because I thought it was cool. And then we were the ecstasy and the LSD and the and now the kids with the Molly. And but the, the the kids and the tablets now and the yes. and the HDMI and the the TVs are flats and I got the webcams and I'm talking to the niche on the and everything's moving the the fast and when I was a kid with the Playboy magazines and the penthouses <laughs> and now the the porno is everywhere and the the girls and the. Everyone's got the the jars of the peanut butter up the butts, and the, everyone's <laughs> urinating on each other. And the, By the time the kid's in sixth grade, they've seen the foots up the butts, and the, nobody's, nobody's making They call that making love? <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything's going crazy, and the computers are faster, and the internets are going, and it's the Bluetooth ray, the 5Gs, and it's going faster, and everything's this, and, it, and it's all speeding up, and all this has been going faster and faster. And you're, you're, and you just got and the iPhone is new and niche. And we were just talking about 1995 and we didn't even have the iPhone back then. <laughs> and we were just hanging out, listening to the DVDs yes. with the, uh, with the, the dark music. And we thought we were so cool. And the, you, the youth, <laughs> we thought we were cool. And then we weren't, we were just getting used to it then. And that was 27 years ago. And we thought we knew it all. And we didn't even know anything then. And we were confused then. We're even more confused now. And now we're confused and the technology is moving faster. But now, hey, kiddo, now listen to me. I'm already starting to sound like an old guy. And you, (laughs) by your own admission, are older than me. Yes. And proudly so. Proudly so. So now you and I are going to start sounding stupider and stupider. Oh, you know shit. what's next for you and me? Oh, God. You know what's next for you and me? <laughs> what? We're going to be those old people <laughs> hanging out in the stoop. Yes. You know, because you and I were the goth kids, right? Yeah. So you know what's next? <laughs> you know you know what's next? What's next? Niche from Norway with the, the Slavic-sounding name. <laughs> we're going to be those old people coming up to the people smoking cigarettes outside the club. <laughs> the drunk kids outside the club. And we're going to be those old... European looking people with the weird knitted hats that have like those that are coming apart at the seams and the fingerless gloves. <laughs> it's mind control. <laughs> you put up your cigarette and the person puts out the, the lighter automatically. What do you call that? It's mind control.
0: <laughs> <CW>. <laughs> it's
1: mind control.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: You see it? Automatically.
0: I have thought this, this is something I've thought it, it, it is. Uh, I love that you bring that up because I have absolutely your future and,
1: I've you know it, I've and you know it, it. <laughs> and you know it cat lady and you know it crazy cat
0: lady. Okay. So let's, let's look at, break down some concepts here. What do you think? Time, <laughs> what, so let, we're going to go deeper in here. So what do you think time is? What is time?
1: It's a crazy cat lady who hangs outside a golf club, yelling at kids <laughs> <with nine>
0: control <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> no,
1: so, no, what was the question? I'm sorry.
0: So we know what the function of time is, but what do you actually uh, think time? Uh, you know is? what the function of time is? Time we takes it. Fun- yes.
1: Don't put words in my mouth. Like we know. I don't even know why Keats didn't book me. Oh. at hauntology. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know why he calls it hauntology. Let alone, I don't even know what ontology is.
0: Yeah, I was curious about that as well. But let's not, we've already talked about Keats. And it's so, called
1: ontology. What H is, H is silence? Is Mr. CW. To
0: haunt us. Come back like, to me, CW. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. What do you think time is?
1: All I know is that it takes a cigarette and puts it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you are. So, what do I think time is? I know Here's you've I, I know
0: is. you've given good thought to this at some have, point. I yes,
1: have. there. I am. Listen. So there's a reason why I find spirituality and religion fascinating. I think I know why I find religion and spirituality fascinating, and I think there's a reason that I'm an atheist, but I don't know why I'm an atheist, and it's because I'm just smart enough to know why I'm in it, to to be an atheist, but to not know why. Because there are YouTube channels where people will talk about quantum physics and the conception of time and the conception of the nature of consciousness. And they'll have neurologists on, neurophysicists and quantum physicists, real people. And I'll listen to these people talk for 45 minutes, 30 minutes and I'll listen intently. And if I miss something, I'll rewind.
0: I do and at this the as end, well. I'll
1: sit there and I'll say, "Ben, you listened intently." And I'll say to myself, "I have no fucking idea what they said. <laughs> I have absolutely <laughs> no real comprehension of anything that just went down other than the following." According to that, MIT Brown, Smith, whatever, professor. Time doesn't exist. But I know that that can't possibly be the case because I have a book from 1985, right? And that was a long time ago.
0: Yes. Right? Yes.
1: You know what I'm saying? And I was smaller then. You know like that was you know, so I know that I mean, there was a then, there's a now, and at some point there'll be a future i I don't know what time is, I get it i've like I said, I'm aware of the fact that there are these other conceptions of time. I've read Michio kaku, I'm attracted to these books that try to explain these heady concepts to morons and I try, I make a good faith effort, but what ends up happening is I'll get the opening metaphors and analogies and then it all falls apart after that. (laughs) So I don't really know, but I know that my simple everyday conception of Howdy, duty time, mm. right? My linear conception of common sense time that we all share. I'm aware that scientists believe that that's ridiculous. That that doesn't exist. That everything is like essentially happening at the same time. And I've heard enough about the theories about that that it's that it makes sense. Like I know that. Um, Um, friends who have passed, right, who have died in a very real way, I don't need to mourn because the moments of reality that they experienced on planet Earth are no less real for the fact that they occurred at some point in a pri- prior in this timeline, like, I'd, like I know that, the, that my prioritization of this moment in this timeline is just a personal prioritization and has nothing to do with a ultimate prioritization of qualitative rank in the grand scheme of things. Yes. My friend, I have a friend, Mike, who passed away in a motorcycle accident in 2008, right? Those moments that occurred in 2008 through, two, through 1970, 1980, whenever he was born, those moments have no greater priority than the moments of Socrates's life, than the moments that occur in this life, nor the moments of this life will experience no less priority when I, when I pass. Do you yes. know what I mean? It's yes. not as though they become uh, forfeit uh, and meaningless when, when I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? Um uh so it's like uh I don't know. It, it, but it's funny. It's just uh a lot of it's just it just has to do with perception, right?
0: In the end I think most of it does. I wanna throw a shout out to Lex Friedman's show because he's one of my favorites to listen to when we start talking about all the all the people. I just fell
1: out of love with
0: him. Oh, you oh, fell out, of, fell love with out Lex? of love with that? Oh god, I love him so much. I, I think he has such I great fell, chats. Out of love. Well, that's all right. We don't have to love the same man. We don't. We don't. You can have him. (laughs) I will gladly have have Lex. You can have him. While we're in this this vein, you do something that I love, and it does involve time. You do 20-year time loops, and this is a big deal. And not only do you do that, but you also have been doing, you know, you've got your um, your daily psychic stuff that you you do cut up style, but this mm. is all time stuff. So let's talk about the twenty year loop and the twenty year looping yeah. because it's a big deal and it's very something actually very tangible.
1: Yeah, and we, we're we're kind of stretching because it's, it's, we call it the twenty year loop. But we've actually been kind of just calling it the nostalgia loop now because studying it we realize that it's like it comes in different flavors there's 20-year loops there's 25-year loops there's 30-year loops so we're just kind of generally calling it nostalgia loops now but you're kind of on the money and where i came out of the bat you're right because we were i was calling it the 20-year nostalgia loop 20-year nostalgia loop for the most part for the longest time
0: well, I recognize as just a, a student of historical perceived historical events. Oh, yeah,
1: but yeah, and I'm not the only guy that that, that is that is hit upon it cause a lot no, of no, no, no. But
0: you're, yeah. but you when you go specifically with pop culture and music, it's really relevant. But what I'm saying yeah. is. I've always recognized as someone that likes antiques and old things. I've just spent my life studying a lot of the past, past events, past narratives that Mm -hmm. I noticed, especially in fashion. I see, you know, in the 70s, it was easy to see that they were really bringing back the 20s. But then what's the 20s representative? We could start going to the 1790s and, you know, you can start Mm -hmm. seeing how this stuff loops back. So I like the nostalgia loop idea because it, it does broaden it. The idea here, in general, though, are the is this looping nature, and this looping yeah. nature is tied into time. So, how did this start to present itself to you in a in a clear way? Because you've done a lot of good work around this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what what I tell people it's it's funny because it's like work in your, our lives. Kind of ideas come, and then they come back, and it's it's funny the way because this twenty year nostalgia loop work came back on the loop itself, because when I first noticed the 20 year nostalgia loop was like in 2000, I really looked around and just the pieces came together and I was on a tear and I got a notebook and I started cataloging all these things. And then I was going to write a book and then and then and then. I started smoking weed, and then it just (laughs) became one of those things. I went to law school, and it became one of the 1,003 notebooks of ideas, right? Yes. And it joined the rank of the other notebook full of fabulous, artistic, wonderful ideas we're totally going to do one of these days when we get the band back together, right? And it goes on the shelf, and we forgot about it. And then we... Always kind of knew about it, talked about it every once in a while over the years, but it was just kind of a pet thing. And then at the tail end of 2018, I don't know how, but the weird thing about YouTube, I bitch about my YouTube channel all the time. But for a guy obsessed with nostalgia, I've got this great archive now. I've got this great family album now. Because we could go back and rewind because at the tail end of 2018, around November of 2018, I got a buck up my ass about it, started studying it again, started talking about it, brought it back in the hugest way, made it a centerpiece of my channel, became obsessed with it, and married it to this conception of this right along with this uh, time travel super soldier narrative that all the super – all the super soldiers, not just – the guy who sued me, we're talking about of this 20 and back notion of this 20 year nostalgia back and turning into this time travel experiment that as a magical working had results. We have like two or three confirmed relapses. You want to talk about results? People went the fuck back in time. I went the fuck back in time to 1998. The shit I didn't.
0: So ele- I didn't. So, for people that are not aware of this, elaborate, bring us into this.
1: So the conception of the 20 year nostalgia loop is basically everything that's going on today in music and fashion and media and arts, even in political movements, sometimes even in media figures and everything it basically can be seen as a repetition and a repeat of what was happening 20, 25, 30 years before It was very easy to see um, prior to 2010. Post-2010, it became harder and harder to see because there's a lot of confusion that's going on because of loops on top of loops on top of loops because post-2000, loops, rewinds on top of rewinds on top of rewinds because cultures kept on recycling on top of each other. But that's a totally different subject. Because things are repeat on top of each other, you can weaponize the nostalgia loop. I developed the system of weaponizing the nostalgia loop and using it as a system of kind of self-hypnosis time travel. By only listening to music and only reading books and only watching movies and comic books and only immersing yourself in media and movies and stuff from the time period 20 years earlier to the best of your ability to do so, because the culture of the current situation Will so naturally be inspired by 20 years prior, you will naturally be able to trick your mind into thinking you're actually 20 years earlier, or so the theory goes. Baby, I can tell you, it worked. And me and several other people managed to convince ourselves we were in 1998. Think of that what you will, it happened.
0: I think it's absolutely incredible and possible, (laughs) Ben. I do. And I've done this myself. And not only that, I wanted to just interject this, that whether you think it's cheesy or not, we see this in some ideas of literature. But one movie really brought this idea, the mechanics of it, which was Somewhere in Time, if you remember that film. With Christopher Reeves, Superman.
1: Oh, I said a million years ago.
0: The whole premise there was he had to immerse himself in exactly a very specific period of time down to the pennies in his his suit and everything and went to the hotel and um, immersed himself completely in it and he woke up in it. And of course, an idea is a powerful thing, as you know, Ben. This oh, idea sure. reverberated into the culture somehow, some way. And of course, it's a big romantic love story. And I think it's a fabulous film. And I'm not a big fan of really either of those actors. But that film, I think, is masterful because it is a pathway into a process that everyone here has the ability to do, and you have just described it.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it's, 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 self, it's, it's self-hypnosis. And at the end of the day, all it really is, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, all working is a process. It's a following of a procedure, and it's a commitment to procedure for goal, right? And it's an observation of self through process,
0: Absolutely. However, and there are degrees in which one can engage it. So you can go right. deep into it, and sure. and that's where the film goes because he he actually then becomes in that time frame, and um and he chose a, a larger. I think he went back like a hundred years or something, and well, it couldn't have been because we were talking Gibson girls, but he went back a significant amount of time. This is a key thing, and what does this point to? This points to the power of the mind. Oh absolutely. And that is somewhere I wanted to get going with you on and, and we're leading into this. What's the difference between the power of the brain and the power of the mind as you view it?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I gotta tell you something. I, I'm very wary of, you know, the limits of my of my knowledge and the limits of 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 my understanding. Philosophy of mind, philosophy of brain, neuroscience, I don't know. Um, You know, what is the nature of mind? What is the nature of consciousness? Like I said, I do my best to educate myself. I put myself at the feet of neuroscientists. I bend the knee and I listen. I have become very fascinated by questions of free will. I am very much aware of the fact that I need to be aware of the fact that I'm very influenceable because I don't, I'm not the smartest guy. I'm smarter than a lot of people, but I'm dumber than a lot of other people. I listened to Sam Harris talk about free will and I was like, that's it. There's no free will. And then I listened to a lot of other people talk about why Sam Harris was wrong wrong about free will. And I said, oh, guess what? Free will is back on the table. The question's out. The neuroscientists say we're a lot closer to figuring out some of the questions. We don't know. We don't know if consciousness is an emergent phenomenon. We don't know where it emerges from. We don't know where the free will pops in. We don't know if it's all just neuroscience, if it's all just happening at on the physical quantum level, in which case there might not be a free will, it's all just mechanistic and it might just be deterministic, in which case there is no mind, it's just kind of brain, it's all just wetware. or it might be some sort of extra problem there might be something consciousness that then we might be dealing with something like a soul which is i think if we start doing things like differentiating mind from brain we're kind of there yes right because if we're getting something that's external from the meat product right we're getting into the metaphysical and once we've gotten into the into anything that's Separate from the manifest were supernatural, right?
0: So they or say.
1: So they right? say or something, yeah, maybe, right? So I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, that's but that's the bottom line. I, you know, really, and neuroscientists don't know. And I've taken neuroscience classes. I love it. Let's um, take them. What, where? I
1: mean, that was a joke. I, I, oh. As I make the joke, I realize it was an imperfect joke because it, you could just give me the, the name of an institution. It was supposed to be the joke, like, you took him to the zoo, oh, you yeah. took him to the, the bar.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it was in proper college, but as far as... No, no, no,
1: tell me. I was supposed to be like, you took him to the zoo. It was, it was I, of, I got the you thing.
0: there, baby. That's you know, that's yeah. a little bit of Chandra Gold dust. There um, you go, but
1: what I'm that was saying like here, their bronze dust, that was like copper,
0: okay. well, we'll go there then. We, copper. I love copper anyway. But what I'm saying here is that no one really agrees right now, and that is that is agreed upon that nobody really knows what the nature of consciousness is. They are saying they're honing in on it, but who knows. and it doesn't matter. The thing for me is, does it get my juices flowing? What? I, is it allowing me a free scape to, to ponder and to chew the cud, so to speak? And that's part of what I think is worth it is, okay, so wow, I can now push my thoughts into this idea of what is this thing that we're all kind of experiencing and it's nebulous and nobody has real answers to it, but we are all kind of experiencing it and this comes back to deja vus and and synchronicities and time looping and what what are the, what's the other? What are we doing in our dreams? This is the stuff you know. I love all this, and right. and that's why I don't get a hundred percent involved in all of the narratives that are being spun around us in the collective. Because half of it, I think, is just mad. It's all Watiko to me. And this is why, like, I do a specific show which is called Boots on the Ground, where I'm I want to talk to real people I know about what's really going on in their area, and I don't want to hear from any news source, whether that's alt or not. I want real people that I I know to say, yeah, I'm noticing shortages here or man, you know, there's uh, the gas is going up. This is important for me to stay grounded because as you know, and as you've said, keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. And I think that is such a salient piece of wisdom in the world because there is a line there that we need to observe.
1: So when you talk about the boots on the ground, it is a fascinating question because how do we solve the problem of the pro- the systemic problems of mass media? Because you saw, you know, because even the independent media has its own systemic problems.
0: Oh, it may be right? worse. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. So it's baked in. So as we bounce back and forth, it's not as though the alternative presents itself with clear solutions that don't, that don't have their own problems, which is, you know, part of the frustration is because, you know, you deal with people in the what do you want to call it, the alternative space and they act as though here we are with a solution and it's like, folks, the work is not done. Because here you are, and these people are out here. They're asking for Patreon donations. They're asking for PayPal donations. So, what do you think has disappeared with the, the, the systemic problems with money, right? And the money and the and the problems with money and influence and influence peddling. You think it's somehow become less uh, systemic and invasive, or, or somehow more clear cut? You know, it's, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know what to do or how to, how to, how to solve the problem. I, I really, you know, I mean, like it's, um, it goes back to what we were talking about with, with when you were trying to figure out or we were trying, we were discussing, you know, how we track the, the problems of the progression. Or I was questioning your evaluation of the uh, evolution or progression of, the nature of the game or, or how things were progressing. And I was saying, well, how do we, how do we benchmark that when we're in the stream? Right. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, how to solve the problem. I don't know how to, how to assess or or work with it, you know? So I, I don't really know how to solve the problem. I don't even know if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm understanding the question as it was really articulated at me.
0: You know me, it's open-ended really. And there, I don't come from a stance that it's, a right or wrong that I like the pondering area this is where I like to be so with this idea though that that we acknowledge at least the role that time plays on a most basic fundamental level in our reality it's 12 midnight whatever your bedtime you go to bed you wake up you got to clock in and do whatever you're gonna do and all this is predicated on on that wheel of time And so it plays a key role in our experience. And as that role is so key, we also project into it because that's the nature of what we do, that there has to be signs that time has gone by. So we have, of course, the natural compass of us outside the world where the, you know, wherever you are in the world where things shift through the year. And some people have a beautiful climate all year. Some people like us, we have, we get four, four seasons. Uh, some seasons are longer than others, but still there's this movement through the progression. The leaves fall off and the tree goes to sleep and then it wakes up and sends out the new year's blooms and attracts those things that are going to pollinate and all this. Well, we get this experience in what we perceive as a human life. We are, at some point, you were a little bumbling baby trying to do stuff. And then, you know, you moved us through some of the, some periods in your life. You're in college, you were making these choices, you become an attorney and here we are. And eventually you and I are going to be outside the club with our our crazy talk to the youngins. And then that's that. But I'm wondering, Ben, and again, this is just, this is fodder. We're just wondering here. I'm wondering if we didn't project that onto this experience that we need to actually decay in some way, like the fruit does, like all fruit does, Mm. and we are Mm. fruit, right, of some sort. How could that possibly change the equation here? I f- and we okay. have stories like this. I got you. We have no these history. stories in religions. We have them. Okay.
1: Now, here. So now this ties in directly to the problem that I was talking about with, with hashtag no new music and the problem with the breakdown of the nostalgia loops yes. today and why my kids' generation and these kids have no history and are going to go absolutely bonkers and will be absorbed into the matrix most likely. And will have no conception of time at all. Okay.
0: Yes. No history. Yes. And you're yeah. going History's right over. where I wanted to, you to go. There's this no is beautiful. Anymore. Yeah.
1: There is no forward. There is no back. There is no 20th century, 21st century. There is no this coming into fashion, that going out of fashion. There is no old school, heavy metal, new school, heavy metal, Thrash metal goes, gives way to black metal. Black metal gives way to death metal. This evolved from that metal. Uh, no evolution. Only switching back and forth to states. Because once the, the evo- once the things feed back on each other enough times, once things coexist on top of each other enough times, right, there is no... Historical evolution. Everything's just existed on top of each other too many times. Everything's influenced everything too many times. Right? So there is no more stages. There is no progression from one thing to another. It's just always been present.
0: Right? So what happens? Nothing.
1: Nothing ever changes. There is no development. There is no progression from, you know, this stage to that stage. It's just this continuous null. It's this continuous ever-present, right? It's like The Simpsons. The Simpsons never age. Right? Right. So Bart is—so Lisa Simpson— is perpetually what is she seven or she I forget what age she's, they
0: she's are. young Yeah she's perpetually right? she's under
1: ten so but she's so she's simultaneously seven but she's simultaneously seventy seven right Yes she's in second grade but she reads Pablo Neruda she's simultaneously been in the same grade every single year for over forty years. Yet one of those years, she spent a semester at college with adult 19-year-olds who weren't able to determine that she was, that they were going to college with a (laughs) five-year-old, right? And then the next year she was, the next day she was back at elementary school, right? It's that. It's the fact that one day The Homer Simpson and Marge Simpson's backstory is that they got pregnant in high school in 1970-whatever, because that's the timeline that would make sense for Marge and Homer because the Simpsons debuted in 1989, right? But because the Simpsons were still on the air in 2007, the backstory became that Marge and Homer were in college in 1993 and Homer was in a grunge band where he basically played Nirvana covers because that makes sense. (laughs) But then a couple of semester seasons later, he had a a completely different backstory. You see, there is no backstory. Yes, there is. And they've had multiple futures. There is no Simpsons canon. There is no family guy canon. Schrodinger's cat, Schrodinger's Brian. Brian is dead. Brian is alive. The the baby can talk. The baby can't talk. They can hear him. They can't hear him. It's lazy writing. It's not lazy writing. It's been accepted as acceptable writing. You know what I mean? Rick and Morty is the most brilliant show that's ever been written. It's the worst show that's ever been written.
0: Yes. So this begs the question of what do you think and again, these are just opinions. We're only not, bad thoughts. We're uh, well, baby. Dirty things. Oh my goodness. What do <laughs> <are> you want? <wearing? laughs> jingle bells. So one of the things You're wearing jingle bells? Uh, I could. Is that a season? I could. Well I don't care about seasons. Anyway, oh, that's Labor Day. <laughs> oh right, right. If you're crazy. But see, I qualify to wear them all year. So only if you're nasty. Oh, all right. Well, I'm bad too. So so I came here. It, As we look at this idea, I'm curious to think about what could possibly C.W. Chanter be thinking about the phenomenon known as Mandela effects.
1: Well, Mandela, here's what I think about Mandela effect. If I had encountered a Mandela effect that wasn't ex, 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 absolutely explainable by dumb people who are uneducated and don't know about world history, right? The classic Mandela effect is Nelson Mandela. If you thought that Nelson Mandela died in the 1980s, it's very understandable and explainable. You confused him with Stephen Biko. That's understandable. And it's also understandable because you were an uneducated white trash buffoon (laughs) who was unaware of the fact that South Africa had elected Its first black president, after the destruction of the fascistic evil apartheid regime, that black president being former political prisoner Nelson Mandela.
0: Cue the song "Free Nelson Mandela." Free Nelson Nelson Mandela. Mandela. Free. Made an appearance in
1: the movie Malcolm X. At the end of the movie Malcolm X, Nelson Mandela live. Nelson Mandela appears. Spike Lee's Malcolm X was one of the biggest movies of that year, won several Academy Awards. Nelson Mandela, I believe, appeared at the Oscar Award. You know, Nelson Mandela was around. Right. If you thought Nelson Mandela died in the, in the 80s, it's because you're a schmuck. And you weren't aware of world events and world history. So- if you didn't know that Liberace died, that's excusable. <laughs> <laughs> because it's okay to not be aware of trivial pop facts. If you were, weren't aware of the fact that Harold Budd passed away from COVID in 2020, that's forgivable because not everyone is aware of the passing of great contemporaries in modern music. Rest in peace, Harold Budd. Harold Budd, <laughs> composer, for yeah, that I- passed away from COVID in 2020.
0: Well, okay, so those are, you know, Nelson Mandela, who, who's who got the big name on it, you know, Starfire Tour was talking about this stuff before that. And she may be considered a kook to a lot of people, but she was talking of calling it time, uh, Starfire Tour. And and she was calling it time slips for a very, very long time. And she was equating it all with solar, if I'm right, solar activity. So CME activity and how that affects the earth. when the So this immediately takes us out of flat earth realm and moves us into globe, but how it affects the globe, how it affects the earth, and then therefore it affects our perceptions of reality. And I don't want to speak for her because I I don't know. That's how I interpreted what she was saying. What I want to say here though is started to notice a lot of the 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 stuff like the Berenstain, Berenstain, you know, people that had a real connection to certain stuff in their childhood. I personally loved the book Berenstain Bears. That's what I remember. But I am willing to say I was a little kid. And so I don't know, but I, I did have the book. And so, and then it's all of a sudden Berenstain. And so I, you know... I don't know how to, and I don't think of myself as a bumbling idiot either. So, you know, there are little things like that that go, hmm. I went and bought an an Instapot. I bought an Instapot. I had an Instapot. I always called an Instapot. And now it's an Instant Pot. And apparently it always was an Instant Pot. So I don't know, Ben, I don't know how to reconcile those things. And I see out in the world that other people are talking about those things too. But. These were both honest, like what the fuck is this?
1: Right. So like the, the only way to, uh, they, you would, you would have to, I've, I've never seen one to the degree that, that I've been moved. The, the Bernstein bears, Bernstein bears, all of these things that I've seen, I've all looked at them and then said, you know, look, we see things. A lot of these things always involve the same set of circumstances. Unusual typeface. If you look at the Berenstein Bears typeface, if you look at those sort of names, Steen, Stein, as a Jewish
0: American, I can tell you. But it Steen, went from Steen. Steins. It went from an. People do this all the time. It went to A, though, Stein. Berenstain. And it was different. I can see the Steen and Stein for sure, 100%. And that's what I thought. What can
1: I tell you? What am I going to tell you other than the concept of Mandela effects are one of those things that have never really gotten me crazy and have always seemed like the sort of thing that I've said. I get it. Instapods. But I've always said all these things. You have regional spellings. You have different companies. You have knockoff companies, Insta, Instant. You have companies changing their livery. Like I said, knockoff companies. Give me one company in Hong Kong that's making 5,000 Insta versus Instant Pots. (laughs) Give me one company in Michigan making Instant Pots. One company in Sheboygan making Insta. Niche. Niche right?
0: Yes. I hear See, I hear you with all this logic and that's, that's the thing that makes it interesting. I'm just wondering how is it we can be so divergent in the collective at this point with some of this information. This is
1: very easy. Not you and I can be so divergent. This is how we can be so divergent. Everyone's having a wonderful time smoking their dope, Playing the Mandela effect game. Oh man, Mandela effect. Shh, whoa, Bernstein, Bernstein, Bernstein. Man, whoo, let's get high and watch Family Guy and talk about Mandela effects. Woo <laughs> And then here I come. Actually, if you think about it, it could be insta instant and then somebody, oh, man, that's a logical, <laughs> rational explanation. And if you think about it, a UFO could just be a weather balloon. And then it's, that's a logical, rational explanation. And it's also no fun, no Star Wars cantina, no three breasted girl with the boobs in the total recall bar and none of the cool stuff. And we're not getting alien sex baby high with the uh who wants logical rational stuff? We want Alistair Crowley Lamb baby. We want alien <laughs> time travel time slip mandela effect. We want the cool stuff. We want Jerry Anti-Vax Corona Baby eyeball <laughs> invention. <laughs>
0: Okay, so CW, come back to me. So, so at the Florida sex compound. Oh my goodness! Hot cock on the walk. Um, yeah,
1: seriously. He's getting all sorts of blue-haired ladies. He is in going to be Florida. the man
0: down there. That's right. That
1: guy is like the Rick Sanchez <laughs> of Florida, having sex with old ladies in Florida. With the Jerry and the sex, the old ladies and the ladies with the old sex.
0: Oh my goodness! The Jerry, the
1: sex ladies.
0: All right, so lady come back to me, sex. Ben. Come back. No. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think this idea of a higher power is? So you obviously you came out of a house that had two ideas and then you have come to your own ideas about all this stuff. But this ties into the idea that there is a mystery in life. Whether or not it has to involve all this periphery stuff like Mandela effects or not, there is some sort of mystery here. And it involves, I think, ultimately the gate of death. And we tell ourselves, you know, it's it. a lot of atheistic people do say that we're telling ourselves there's it goes on because we can't conceptualize the great nothing and that it doesn't. And my ex-husband's father was a hardcore atheist and he was just like, throw me in the trash. I don't want anything done with the body, just the burn it and throw it in the trash um, kind of atheist. And he went to his grave like that. So I'm curious, what do you think about the mystery within life? And I say that from a spiritualistic view, that is there something more going on here or is this all random? Is this just random synaptic stuff happening, Ben?
1: You know, I have no idea. I really, I really have no idea. I embrace the mystery and I, you know, and I ponder and I wonder, but I have absolutely no idea. I really don't. I really, really don't. Um, And more and more I don't. The more and more honest I get, the more I think hard and burn away assumptions and presumptions, the harder I get on thinking, the more gets burned away, the less gets added. Um, So I don't know but that's okay. I don't fear a hell. I don't think that it I need to resign to any sort of nihilistic abandon. I don't think the lack of any sort of um guiding author or authority means that any inherent meaning need to be assumed to be missing. And it can be there in the experience itself. I know that my existence means that existence can be that within the realm of what is possible possibility itself is right and so whether or not humans get off planet earth it may very well be the case that humans are the only intelligent life that has ever manifested itself in the known universe heaven for fend. if that be the case nevertheless it is the case that a universe exists with, in which intelligent life can come to exist therefore the conditions exist for intelligent life to exist again possibly so who knows and even if it never exists it existed at one point so it existed at one point these moments happened i knew my kids i got to help them i got to know them when this conversation happened And no matter what happens in the future, nothing will make it that this conversation didn't happen. We had this moment together for what it's worth. Right?
0: Oh, yeah. I I think that was really poignant, actually. This is what I'm saying. This is kind of the beauty of it. And this is why I'm attracted to these kinds of ponders is that no one has no one has the gate here and it's as open as you want it to be or as closed as you want it to be. You're driving hopefully and that I don't need somebody to inform me what the mystery of life is. If I'm seeing mystery, then I'm seeing mystery. If I'm not, then I'm not. And the next guy and the next guy and the next guy over. And this is, I think, something that informs me about the idea of free will within this experience we're having that I do think is one of those grander principles when we're looking at the reality, the apparent reality we're experiencing right now where you're over there and I'm over here and and the magic powers of the black mirrors that are connecting us, that there is some sense of free will, at least apparently free will in the chaos of it all. I find that Strangely hopeful.
1: Who knows? Who knows? There are some people that say that environmental disaster will be set upon us within 10 to 15 to 20 years. And there's some that will say that we'll get off this planet and we will be intergalactic and start trekking it up. Who knows? I still. Well, and then there's the flat, there's the flat Earth. <laughs>
0: CW, don't what? leave the flat Earth out.
1: You think, would, would flat Earth?
0: I'm just saying if we're throwing if we're throwing possibilities out, I mean we can't throw the flat earth out it's a possibility.
1: Is it? I give my <laughs> guess. I'm one of these yeah listen you know what I think? I go with the you know what I go with I I'm one of these co- lowest common denominator. I I'm listen this is going to drive you bonkers I'm still alive I think I'm not magnetic. I got both the vaccines and the booster, put it in my dick. I feel okay. You know what I mean? I am, you know, the world seems round to me and uh, the, the satellites work. And I think, you know, it is what it is. And if they tell me I got cancer, I'll be like radioactive me. You know what I mean? And give me every pharmaceutical normal thing, you know, when Western medicine me up.
0: And this is why I appreciate you so much. And yeah. I, love how you present everything in the world you always have a a sense of humor and irony and satire along with a sharp tongue and you know you're you're beautiful you're a beautiful person out there and i am grateful to call you my friend and i i really truly mean that ben and so i thank you for coming here to the cosmic salon this is going to be a fun one to edit this sure, is sure. this is going to be, I think, a uh, very uh I think people are gonna very much enjoy this. But tell oh, us please. how do people find you in the world? How do they get to you?
1: Listen, I you know, the easiest place to find me is still the YouTube. If you go to YouTube, you're gonna see in the description box of most of my videos that I manage to do normally is the description box will have my normal social media stuff, including the links to my alternative YouTube channels. And you know normally just find me at c.w.chanter. Send me an email, c.w.chanter at gmail.com. But YouTube is c.w.chanter. Find me on YouTube. I'm around, people find me.
0: Thank you, CW. And there he goes. The one and only. The man, the myth, the legend. CW Chanter. I want to thank the producers of this show. Cass. Christy Tesmer, Eric Peterson, Jason Lamson, J.H. Armstrong, Laura Dunn, Luis B., Marcy Shapiro, Mark Betcher, Melanie Poe, Michael Wachter, Michael Watts, Neil McNaughton, Noelle Jeanette, Still Fiona, and my favorite genealogist, Babs the Bone Knitter, who is also relative my favorite relative next to JJ Ren Blanc who's laughing at how I say that another of my relatives who handles all of the modding when we do live streams as well as all the other patrons through patreon I love you all for being here for supporting supporting the program and for being patient with me as I get back on the ball from a very difficult, Period of time, and those who've been in the last live stream understand what I'm talking about. I want to remind us all that we are the dreamers. You are the dreamer. You feed the dream, you rise within the dream. Let's dream a beautiful dream together. Thank you for joining me here in the Cosmic Salon.